Corey Murray. Charlie Penn. Hey, sis. How you doing? My 2020 is going well. You oh, like that? Oh, you have a name for it? I do. The people are calling it hashtag 2020. I, I was wondering it. what the name was because <laughs> I, I saw Roaring Twenties. Oh, that one's cute too. Yeah, and then I remember somebody tweeting like, Maybe it was Ashley Hobbs tweeting it too, who's our co-producer. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Saying that how many twenty Roaring Twenty parties is going to be? Somebody. Oh, somebody that's one of my like, favorite themes. No, no, it is. It is great. But it became like a. Anyway, I just wondered if that was a thing. But first, guys, I am Charlie Penn. I'm Corey Murray, and this is Yes, yes girl. girl. Corey, did you get your intentions together? You were saying that you felt away. You know, before yes. we did our MBJ um, episode, mm-hmm. which was cute. It was super cute. Um, you said you felt the way that you didn't get to share them. So I want to hear them. Did you did you pull them together? I gave you some time. I still did not. <laughs> no judgments. Um, I'm aiming for January 31st. Okay. Mind you, I was trying to aim for like, so I missed New Year's, as you know. Then I thought, oh, there's a new moon. I'll do it then. <laughs> new moon came and went. <laughs> when was the new moon? I don't know. I think it was like a week ago. Oh, my God. What app is that? I don't know. I, I need. I, feel, I like that. I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's a whole thing. People were saying like to set your intentions for what? the. Well you, well, you could do it all the time for a new moon. You can do it for a new moon. Who do you guys follow for like the cosmic tea? Yes. That's Tell us. To, yeah. yeah. Hashtag guest girl podcast. Yeah. yeah. Who guides you through your spiritual journey? Because mm-hmm. we don't have to follow like mainstream traditional January first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who tells you the tea? Yeah. I need to know. Seriously, I need some recommendations. But continue. So, um, but I keep going back to this tweet that I saw Ava DuVernay sent out at the end of last year. And it's really been sticking with me. And I actually thought, something I did not share with you all is that on New Year's Eve, when I was washing my, um, my black eyed peas, yes. I was communing with the black eyed peas as I was rinsing them off. Oh, and I was, ex- I was speaking my intentions, but I just didn't write them down. But one of the things, though, that stuck with me was Ava tweeted and she said, you cannot live a brave life without disappointing some people. But those people who get disappointed, it's really okay because the people who care for you, who are rooting for your rise, won't be disappointed. That's how I make myself brave. I love that. And and it's something she quoted from Oprah. So let me be clear. From one gem to another gem. Exactly. And something about that really spoke with me because I'll be honest, raising my hand, I could be a bit of a yes girl. Same. Some, you know, people, people like, oh, pleaser. Just, just people pleasing, we just whatever. But I was it. like, no, in 2020, I need to say no. I need to say no to some things and stand firm in my no. And something about this made me feel good because it's like, and if you're disappointed, if you're really disappointed and mad, then that shows that you don't have a lot of respect for me. It says more about you than, I mean, about them than you. Exactly. But if you, if we can still work around it, then that's growth. So Ooh, that's what I'm this aiming. is so can we just like have this conversation a little bit, Corey? Because mm-hmm. as you said that, mm-hmm. it really spoke to my spirit. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to take it a step further. As a people pleaser, I recognize that I am pleasing a lot of people. I have a nice circle, a large circle of love and support and friendships and sister friends. But in doing that, I think it's hard to get around to everybody. And then when I'm saying yes to everybody, eventually the wheels got to land on no. Yes. And sometimes in my experience, the person you're saying no to. Is yourself. No. Oh. Is not okay with that because they feel like they are owed some of you. 
mm. or your time because you're right a yes person mm-hmm. and you just really spoke to my soul because I'd like to just say okay yes we'll say no more but you're right like the people who don't typically aren't okay with no be okay with no because yeah. it's you're being selfish yeah you know what I mean and no, I don't it's even true. mean like yeah. professionally as much as I mean actual friendships relationships things like that it happens yeah like if they see you go out every weekend then that's the weekend you need to rest and you have plans with them and you cancel. Like I've, you know, I think it can be real for us as women. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, This may seem a little awkward, but I had to keep saying no to Jillian this weekend. And I felt bad. What she want to do? Well, it was long. Well, you know, we were, we were having a long weekend and I had a lot of work to do as you and I know, like we're in closing. It's my busy season. It's a moment. moment. (laughs) Like I have a lot of things pulling at me professionally. Yes. But I've been doing this a long time. Everybody knows this is my time. Like, this is my busy period. And, oh, my God, single child life. Because she kept saying, will you play with me? Will you do this with me? Will you do and I would take little moments here and there. But I found myself going to her, and I finally just said, I clapped my hands. I took a deep breath, and I said, Mommy's really working, and I'm really sad. I cannot give you the time you need. But just let me get through Monday, and I'll be there for you. Corey, that's all I you arranged do. a play date. She was a little sad, but I was like, okay, this is what I have to do. Because I also had to, and also I found myself explaining, like, mommy's not only working, but mommy's got to clean the bathroom. Mommy's got to wash your hair. Like, all the things. Adulting. Adult, yo, adulting still sucks. I'm 37, and I'm just like, nope, still not used to it. Still not ready. And so (laughs) this week, it's been good because I was, you know, we have a new sitter uh, who is a family friend, so I'm really thankful, but she can't work this week. And I thought, you know what? That's perfect because this gives me a, me picking up Jillian every day. We're going to go home and, you know, I'm going to, and I'm going to remind her, like, remember, I couldn't play with you then, but I could play with you now. So, but yeah. Oh, Corey. I mean, you know what? We work in. We work She'll understand. She'll understand. Oh, I love the mom that you are, though, by yeah, the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of cleaning, I have a confession. What? <laughs> I'm embarrassed. First of all, where's my invitation to your house? Sis, I, it's coming. It's coming. The only reason I didn't haven't called you out publicly about it is because I was like, you are such a party person that I'm sure the homecoming, the homecoming, yes, the, the housewarming, home, the housewarming, Ooh, homecoming me. could be a theme. That's true. Mm-hmm. You love a theme. I do love a theme. The housewarming, I'm sure is going to be epic and I'm sure you guys are planning it. Yes. But yes. my husband thinks it's never going to happen. Why? Because I'm a Virgo. I need my house. What is, I the, need vir- what is the Virgo thing? I need my house to be flawless from corner to corner before everybody comes over. And clearly that is not in the budget. Like <laughs> no one can do that. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm reconciling with those feelings. No, housewarming coming soon. But my confession is, okay, are you ready for this? You yes. know, I told G on our first date that I can't cook and I don't like to clean. And I paused for a whole 60 seconds and told him he could go if he wanted to. <laughs> True story. True story. Speaking of true stories. I knew this was coming. I'm excited. Because I felt as you were telling this story, not to cut you off. No, please. I said, I've heard something about this first meeting that's when you two, you know, exchanged glances at a barbecue. We did a thing. Where did I read this? Oh, yeah. In the New York Times. (laughs) It's been really special, Corey. Tell everyone about this epic piece. I'm so excited. It's in the New York Times. Yes, you guys, if you didn't get a chance to see it, Cabron and I were interviewed and featured in the Sunday New York Times. Oh, my God. Can we pause for Sunday New York Times? That's major. I'm still, I, I bought 14 copies at my local newsstand. 
they were looking at me like, can you carry all those? And I was like, that's my problem. Let me do this. And then I, it was to the point where I felt weird. So I had to be like, look, look, I'm in it. Like I had to flip the page because it looked weird. Like who buys 14 New York Times? I was like, look, I'm in it. But I wanted to send one to all the family. But G and I were interviewed by Alex Strauss for the um, It's No Secret column in the New York Times in the style section about love and marriage. Y'all were and interviewed we and photographed. And photographed with our fur baby karma in our home. It was very grown. The title was, if I remember, It's Hard to Fight When You're Naked. Yes, which is actually um, the title of Nisi Nash's book, a book I read, which I loved. And it's important. Well, I think naked, the way they meant it is, we meant it really, is when you're vulnerable. Yes. You know, but we also get naked in the shower and fight. And it's important because how are you going to really be like, I'm done with you. I'm tired. I don't want to talk about this when you're really at whole ass naked. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Nope. It's literal and <laughs> as well it really is and it's but truly though it's been wonderful to be featured it's an honor but Corey I have gotten so many letters from women really who are thanking me for being transparent okay being real about mm -hmm. how marriage can be hard mm -hmm. nothing is perfect yeah you have your ups and your really downs and your down downs mm -hmm. and um three different women said they were considering getting a divorce and they mm -hmm. read my article and they're gonna try to stick it out wow whole tears whole tears wow and i was like okay, that's, beautiful. that's beautiful love is rough you know it yeah. can be at least it can be beautiful and it can be hard i always tell people it's the best job and the hardest job i've ever had yeah well it's, i mean i know it's a cliche term but everyone everyone says it's work yeah it's, it's work it's work and really yeah. said look bad years good years y'all i'm gonna keep saying it not bad months not bad days it's funny i know someone who told me a story about a couple and she was making, she made the figure eight with her hands and that's how their relate, that's yeah. how their marriage went. She oh. said one time they were together and then they, not, and they, I have a feeling they stayed married, but she said there was a real guff between, between them. Oh, and yeah. then they came back together. And she Ooh. said, and you could, and they're extremely happy, but. Oh, the eight is so good because like you can come together and go apart, apart. going up. Yes. Or you can come together uh, and go apart going down. She, and the way she did it, she was going up. That is Ooh, I like yeah. that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell yes. you after who said it. I'm super excited. I was in the New York Times. Also, did we talk about your birthday? I just want to make sure. Did we acknowledge? Yeah, we did. Did your celebration? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so make sure. That's fine. As you guys may not know, but I'm telling you now, this is our bloopers, outtakes, and what just happened episode <laughs> from 2019. We, um, we're not always as polished. No, we're not. And sophisticated as you hear us today. Yeah, we be laughing. Shout out to Josh because he helps us out a lot. Our audio engineer. Thank you. We, when we're hangry, when we're oh tired... God. When we just can't pull it together. You know those days? Well, Corey and I have a lot of them. A lot of them. And we pay people to edit that out. But, you know, sometimes you need to hear it. You do need to hear it. Because we're women in funny. real life. Yes, we are. You know? And you and Jillian had... <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about it. We're going to kick off our clip segment, which you, I promise you will enjoy. Because if you like laughing with us, you're really about to laugh. Corey had Jillian in the office. And I was trying to focus. You were trying to focus. I was trying to focus. And... Oh, my God. So long story short, you'll hear it in a, And shout out to all the working moms who have jobs that they can bring their kids to. Yeah. So that we I know that that's a gift. Right. Um, <laughs> so I had Jillian in the office. Jillian also got Heelys that she loves. But because we live in New York City, 
these sidewalks are not the best for the heelys. They're bumpy, they're cracky, <laughs> like it's crazy. And now that I've have a broke, uh, you know, recovering broke ankle, I am very hesitant for her to go out into these streets. Of course you are. With anything wheels. So all that to say, we're in our podcast studio, which has the best flooring ever. She brings her heelys. I didn't think anything of it because she was like, oh, can I bring your heelys to office? I was like, okay, fine. You come with me. It must have been a day off. But then she decides to put the heelys on while we're recording. And all I saw was her falling and breaking some shit. And you having to run out of there. And run. Like, I was like, not only are you going to break some shit I got to pay for, or you're going to, we're going to go to the hospital. Like, I just, my mind just went completely off. Because also, she's got them on, but she's, and she's actually, you know, you've been here. She's really good about, like, being quiet and understanding we're recording. But when she starts zooming across. (laughs) And y'all need to know, Corey will be so engaged, and then mommy mode will hit. (laughs) And she'll be like, "Mm -hmm, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's looking at me, but she ain't looking at me. Because I'm looking at her. And I'll be like, behind you. I've lost Corey. And Jillian zoomed by me, and it just, hilarity ensued. So enjoy this one, and we'll be back to tell you about the next one. I have yet to take the plunge, although Julie, our Julie, our host of Color Files, mm-hmm. her knotless braids make me want to try. Well, okay, so these are knotless braids. They're knotless also? Yeah, knotless my, and blonde? Uh, my braider, shout out to Miss Mary. I, well, she's not Miss Mary. I call. I have Jillian called Our braider. You know Mary uh, does my crochets? Oh, we share her. Hey, Miss Hairologist. Mary, uh, Mary, Mary uh, she was explaining to me that knotless braids are basically just old school ways of doing braids. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's all the rage right now. Pause. She knew. She was like, <laughs> "Are you done? No, I'm, I'm almost there. What? what? <laughs> You're opening this. Sh- oh, you're putting on a Healy right now. Hurry up! Hurry up! <laughs> Motherhood, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, her. Jillian. And we're back. <laughs> now, Charlie. Enough yes. about braids. You did something a little special that involved a flower crown, girl. So, all right. You know, I believe in manifestation and God's time and all of the things. So hubby and I had originally said when we celebrate 10 years of wedded bliss, October 17, 2020, we were going to do a big like, well, not big, but like, you know, a vow renewal celebration mm-hmm. and a party. 10 like years and like, Beyonce. yeah, you know, do a little something. 10 years for mm-hmm. us. I'm like, oh, my God, like mm-hmm. we're almost at 10 because we're actually celebrating nine in October of this year. But then we got this amazing opportunity. So every year in Aruba, this will be the, this was the third annual. They do something called the Aruba I do. Mm-hmm. And it's where they gather 200 couples. <laughs> Jillian <laughs> Wait, Corey was like Are you going to go out there? Alright, just Break the tablet. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. The minute you started cracking up, I realized why. Her eyes started. 
she was like, I'm gonna do an impression. Hold on. She was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she just turned it up. She was no longer listening to anything I was saying. She was mad as hell. She was like, wait. <laughs> Oh, from my angle, trying to be the one telling her something, and she was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. She really did. I'm sorry. It was so funny. Oh, God. And then you just see her rolling, like that Superman draws guy. Just look like <laughs> I'm really sorry, Corey. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm gonna start over. I, 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 <laughs> Yo, mother had instincts, so she was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "Oh God, I'm oh my makeup is shot." Yep. All right, let's look at. So, so okay. <laughs> what y'all don't know is that sometimes Corey and I are really hangry. Hang y'all. <laughs> I need to eat. We got you. Got to have fuel, y'all. You don't ever wait till three o'clock. To no eat. disrespect to the good Christians um, out in the world who do those fastings. That could never be me. Oh my god, never. I would never. Ever. I could never. And the blood of hangry, Jesus couldn't even save me. Oh my god. And when we get hangry, we get silly like kids. We, oh yeah. And that's <laughs> just thinking about it. We start thinking about food and food comes out in our, our thoughts. I once called Remy Ma Remy Moo and I know it was because I wanted a hamburger. <laughs> I know it. I know I was thinking about burger joint up the street. I know it. But anyway, well, this is what happens when Corey and I get hangry. We're hangry. Before we get into our conversation with Arby, who actually I did not call her Arby. You, I, was like, I really Arby? did. This is why the hunger. Yeah, it's This okay. is the hunger. This is the hunger speaking. <laughs> Ari. Linux. Linux. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is it. That is her name. Mm-hmm. It is all that. Um, I do want to shout out, and I think Charlie, you have some too. Some, some. I'm, I got this, Corey. I got this. <laughs> just, just cue it up. Cue it up. Cue up your um. <laughs> but I ate. This is trap part. Yeah, I, I had a full <laughs> little egg thing, majiggy. I had a full on coffee. My favorite. Yes. I can't look at Ashley. When we're doing chili strip, because Ashley is laughing quietly and neatly. Tiff is like, I can't, I can see Tiff because Tiff is shaking. Ashley is laughing without sound. But Tiff is still over here working. Like, are you okay? Do you need something? But laughing. But laughing. (laughs) I love y'all. I love us. This is family. This is okay. I'm gonna be okay. I got you. Okay, good. Do it. I'm gonna let Charlie take over now. You know what I realized, Corey? Before we introduce this amazing interview with Ari Lennox, our poo. I realized we haven't done comment love in a while. We haven't. And we love that you guys talk to us online, oh on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter. In fall of season here, and I'm going to do better about talking to you guys on Instagram, on Twitter. Charlie, what's yours? Okay, yeah. So first, I've got to shout out my boo. Wait a minute. i got to pull up her name because this was everything, y'all. Because shout out to Queen Keen. Yes. Okay. Key. You got to eat. Keen. Oh, here it is. Queen, Queen King. I know. (laughs) I just felt something. Key. I quit, y'all. I'm done. Anthony, I'm sorry. Who's that? Like, what is that? (laughs) Okay, okay. 
Corey, I have to say, you weren't here for this. No. And I wish you I, had been. Actually. To save me from Julie. I think if I had been, it probably would have been the same <laughs> epicness that it is. So I, I understand now why I wasn't there because the joy that you guys, it's, joy is not even the right word, but. What what happened that day? So this is a fan favorite. It's the interview where Julie joined me to talk to Tank because Corey was traveling. But what I think happened is Julie and I are really good friends, guys. We happen to be colleagues. We're also really good friends, just like Corey and I. But, like, you know, we kiki. We kind of forgot we were at work. Yeah. And we just started, like, kikiing, like, best friends who talk about, like, their R&B crush. And then he walks in the room and just... It, the interview opens with Tank saying it's shoulders out at work day. What? But then he questioned, is it shoulders out at work day? I don't day? even know what he said because my shoulders were in, okay? To this day. <laughs> I just I remember your Instagram it. clip and Julie pointing to... Mm, my your, blazer. Your blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should see me. I'm over here like motioning my My chest. neckline was, you know, your cleavage. De- de- how do you say it? De- de- My decolletage. Decolletage. Thank you. Which I have out all the time at work. But did Julie flat out open? She put the camera on my and like was like, um, she was trying to defend the the fact that her entire upper body was out. Yes. In the winter. Yes. So she turns the camera on me. Charlie has her boobs out. Have y'all seen my H cups? When are they not out? Name a season, a time. But anyway, this apparently will go down in Yes Girl history. Yes. At the time Julie tried to get me divorced and we talked to Tank. Here's a recap. Y'all are still married. Happily. Yes. New York Times, y'all. Julia, are you ready for this? Um, girl. You have your shoulders out. My so shoulders like are you're, out. You're my husband. Woo! My husband was like, it is too cold outside. I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to be hot today. He was checking from okay, the, from the like, dough. You Why are your shoulders like, out? Yeah, I was like, don't worry about it. Y'all, <laughs> don't worry about it. Tank it's is shoulder here. out there. Hello. How you doing? Welcome back to Essence. Thank you. Your family. Yes, absolutely. Family. Yeah, I'm telling season. y'all what's called the vice government name when he came in. Yeah, was, <laughs> you, a, a check would have had to go along with that. You start like, throwing oh, government oh, names oh, around oh, it. And I know y'all got it. Oh, we're black oh, now, sir. Yes. What does that mean? That means we're like thriving, but you know. How you about know to what say, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Y'all cooking on nice lights and you everything like down here. Come on. feels good. Good couch. Yeah. The king of baby making music. I'll take it. I think you have to receive that. I'll take it. Like, I mean. At this point. I mean, we've already, when we'd. For a very long time, like the foreplay has been. Um, hold on, slowly. Slow, like we've Jesus? we've done it. So now it's time to, you know, when people when people play the music, like, you know, they just take their clothes off. It's not like you know. They know what it is. Yeah, it's they not, know what it is. We're not like we're not warming up and stretching exactly. no more. How many baby pictures Jumping. do you get for Christmas? Like meet baby tank. <laughs> You know what? People have to slide in your DM and say, like, we made this, this child ha- to you. I have met 15. a lot of people who's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you snort? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. That was a little embarrassing. Honest. It was honest and organic. Okay. You tried to look away. <laughs> I was like, He's trying to throw it away. <laughs> like that's <laughs> what we do here. She was like, mm, "Well played, Charles. all right. Bring it back, the, baby tank." Yes, yes. Baby no, no. I've met a lot of people who've said they've made actual babies. I like, bet, like real, real babies. And then yeah. I've met. I think I've even met some kids that were like, "Yeah, I was born to you." That were able to articulate. Wait, they like said it. Said it. Yeah. Like my, my, parents, my parents told me. Told me. Yeah. You know. Now, do you make love to your own music? No. Never. Never. Your wife is like Zena's like. Look, sir. No? Oh, she definitely don't want to hear it. Really? I mean, it's just like 
like, I mean, Tank is who he is. You know what I'm saying? Is like, he like your alter ego? And then Tank, the husband, is like, you know, I mean, different? I mean, they they, they kind of cross-collateralize. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, when I'm at her home, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, you know. She won't, but doesn't get her in the. She want to pull like, the layers back. You know what I'm saying? That. She right. don't peel the onion. You know what I'm saying? She don't necessarily want the guy that's on stage. Really. But you have an uncanny ability, I think, of being able to sing what women want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I give you that one thousand percent. I ask I ask women a lot of questions. I see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my advice and I have my things that you know mm-hmm. to offer. But for the most part, like I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm seeing it firsthand. With the God, God, I get it. Right. And and that's where it comes from. You know, I was raised okay. by my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, mm-hmm. all in the same house. And you heard you know the what I'm saying? And yeah. I I I saw it. I heard it firsthand. You know what I'm saying? These were strong women, and you know they have their moments where they're not so strong. The you know what I mean? Of vulnerable moments, like all of these things, and mm-hmm. I got to see it all. You know what I mean? That. From a lot of different generations. Wow. That's a lot of strong black women under one roof. You're telling me. What do they think of your music? Like your family? They love it. Yeah. They love it. They're I mean, not I'm, dirty though. Was your mom dirty? like? Well, I mean, they're not. Are like, you gonna actually? <laughs> you're saying to do? <laughs> my heck? mama always called me. Say, boy, you so nasty. <laughs> I, I, you just ain't I gonna change. I can't imagine my son no. singing those things. Yeah, she doesn't. Like, I would just. She doesn't listen. You'd be like, "Good job, Orion," but mommy's not listening. But I know, but I know when it's gonna be a big record because my mother she won't like it. She's like, "That dirty is just too dirty for me. I'm just not into that." And I'm like, "It's gonna be a big record." So she listened to Dirty, (laughs) and she was like, "Yeah, she's like, you you just doing too much, Dorel, right there. You just doing." I was like, "Well, mom, you know, I'm just writing my life. It's not even what they like. I'm just writing the things that I've seen." We were gonna say, like, are you like actually that dude in your songs? Yeah. Yeah. It, works, it, mm-hmm. it works, y'all. It works. It works. I promise it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, you know, attest yeah. as a happily married woman. Just, just, yep, just these are great lyrics. My husband listen, is very in, good at all of those things. It's more instructional, my music. It's more instructional. They are instructions. So if you just, they are instructions. If you just listen, oh, okay, let me try yep. this. Mm-hmm. And, You're making legit yeah. foreplay instruction manuals. Right. So, ladies, yes. you know, just play the tank song. Right. Play the tank song. Corey, I'm confessing a lot this episode. You are. I think that I think the the curtains have been pulled back, but I think it's time to tell them about Digimon. <laughs> and now that you said it, I can't think of how to say that man's name. Jimin. Jimin Hansu. Hansu. That's right. When Jaiman. I first started Essence, y'all, I straight up said in a a whole entire meeting that we should cover Digimon. Who's who's? You were straight faced. Straight faced. And I think that was my most embarrassing day at Essence to date. Okay. The looks in everybody's faces. Yeah. And Yolanda turned and she said, do you mean Jaiman? Jaiman Hansu. And I said, it's not Digimon. I am no, I am known to butcher a name. Y'all know. Y'all been listening to me for three years. Just hand me a knife. Well, actually, they don't know because we have excellent editors and producers you know and audio they engineers. Don't know. So they don't know. Well, they're going to find out. But now they're about to find out. And it's even funnier when we're doing Comment Love and I'm trying to pronounce you guys' handles. It gets real. Enjoy. Sorry. Sorry, Anthony. How am I doing? I'm doing great. Okay. okay. But in the meantime, we're going to move the show along in a second. But it's a great chance with Corey not being here for me to really share the love that you all give all of us on the show here all the time we get so much fan love twitter love instagram love podcast love on uh, podcast reviews on apple we just get all the love and we haven't shared the love in a while so i just want to take a moment just in case we missed any to kind of read some of our favorite comments in the past few months 
let's start. We're going to do that over Anthony. What the hell kind of tweet? We're going to do this. Anthony, cut that out. <laughs> what was that tweet? Let me read it in my head first. For black women. As we get to see when Monica's on T.I. and Tiny's family hustle with her girls, Tiny, Latoya Luckett, Arpu, and Latoya Wright. No kidding. It's not Latoya. <laughs> That's why you're here, Chantel. Your face, your eyes are like, nope. <laughs> nope. But I feel like I'm getting in 10 minutes here. I'm, how am I doing? I'm ready to work? Okay. Anthony, I'm going to bring this back. So we also really get to see what a great girlfriend Monica is on T.I. and Tiny's Family Hustle, where she's on there with her booze, Tiny, our boo, Latoya Luckett, and Toya Wright. So since we're talking about friendship and we obviously can tell that Monica's a great girlfriend, I just decided to we decided to ask the Internet what their top friendship commandments were. And I'm so happy that we did because y'all know I have rules and I take my friendships very, very, very seriously. So we asked the Internet in a pure just tell us what you think moment what they feel are the most important traits and characteristics of a good friend. These were the top friendship commandments that we got. (laughs) This is awful. It is. I'm embarrassed. This is terrible. I could never have a radio monologue. Remember those old school radio people that'd be like, hello, we're on. Nope. At least you're smiling at me for good measure. Thank you. That's helpful. It means a lot. It helps. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. The batteries are doing something. Okay. (laughs) At Tara Jefferson. Nope. That's not her name. Mm -mm. (laughs) Anthony, I'm really going to pull it together now. Up next, Tara Jefferson at Where Women Bloom. Hey, Tara Boo. She says, they need to be comfortable with intimacy, a strong communicator, and trustworthy. I want to be close to you and involved in your life. It's easier to do that when we agree on the value of intimacy, communication, and trust. I love this comment because you would think she's talking about a romantic relationship, but she's definitely talking about her girlfriends. Intimacy is just as important with our girlfriends, I think, as it is in a romantic relationship. All right, up next we have... Hey, Atumanayas. Okay, I'm sure I said that wrong, but at hey, oh, wait. What is it? <laughs> what happened? I think it's hey, Autumn. Oh, no. <laughs> hey. I think it's oh, hey, Autumn, no. hey. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Hold on. Oh, How would you have said this? It, that's so strange. Anthony, stop this. Anthony, I know I know Anthony laughs his ass off at home. I know he grabs a beer and, and just says, listen to this fool. Anthony, hey boo. I'm gonna pull this together. That looks like A Autumn A. Hey Autumn A. Okay. Hey, a two Manaya doesn't definitely sounds <laughs> Promise me, Anthony, you will save this for the future outtakes episode, please. Somewhere we need a bloopers episode, and that has to be in it because Chantel's face when I said that. <laughs> you were like, What is it? I need to know right now. What is it? Ouch, that hurt. Okay. Up next, Hey Autumn E says, loyalty, honesty, respect, 
they have to intend. At solely, come on, man. Ashley, you set me up. <laughs> I'm not an enunciator. No, I'm not going to show you. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> when you believe. Charlie, you were hovering, humming that, um. <laughs> I can't sing for shit, but yeah. <laughs> that Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. to sing Whitney and Mariah. So one of my funniest moments that I remember, when we were talking with BB Winans, that was an yes. epic conversation. Shout out to Julie Wilson, who joined us moment. on that. Because we all had these personal stories, like. <laughs> I would have, ne- you know, in, in full disclosure, I sit next to Julie. So I see Julie is so fabulous. So for her to be like, I bought my dad tickets to see BB1. I didn't never saw that coming a mile away. Ever. And Ever. she was so like moved. She was moved. Uh, so she told us in the conversation. But when BB was telling us his story with Whitney Houston and how she, when she really met or he pushed her literally literally to go meet mariah carey backstage and it did not end well and it didn't end well it went down like diva encounters often do and now charlie i have a delayed reaction because you know since then we've talked to robin crawford and we've yes. read her book so now that story has even more meaning to me because robin gave us so much insight into like the whitney she knew and whitney was not the one she was not the one that's what made that moment so ooh. anyway been so i'm listening on that carpet listen to it again <laughs> Tell us what you think. Because this was a goodie. There were so many things and so many memories that she left me with. Right. So you have to understand. So Whitney, when she would turn whatever age in August, in September, I became older than her. So with stair steps, I was the oldest Whitney and then Cece's right under Whitney as far as age. And so... At some point, she looked at me. She said, you really think you're my father? You can tell me what, you, what I want. I said, I ain't your father, but you're going to obey me. So it was just that we just, it was just like family, right? And so one of the funniest things I think I ever, I think I ever had with, with Whitney was, you know, there was that media thing that Whitney and Mariah couldn't no. stand each other, right? Yeah. Rivalry. They had never even met each other, right? <laughs> right? And so we were at the American Music Awards. And and I was telling Whitney, I said, you know what? Because after her performance, we were going to leave. And I said, this is what you're going to do. When we leave, you've never met her. You stop right in front of her, and you reach out your hand and say hi. And Whitney said, boy, I'm not doing it. I said, yes, you are. You're going to be bigger than all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going back and forth, back and forth. And finally she says, <laughs> she says, okay, I'm going to do it. I, all right. So, you know, CC in front of, and then Robin and me and Whitney was in back. It was all planned. So we went, and, and from there we would go right out to the, to the car. And so Whitney stopped, and I kept walking, and she spoke to Mariah. Right. And so we're walking and then she catches up and she pushes me in the back. And I hear she said, walk fast, walk fast. I was like, walk fast, walk fast. So we walking fast, walk fast. And you know, everybody said, hey, one. she said, thank you, thank you, thank you. She couldn't wait to get in the car. We got in the car with that door closed. She said, boy, I never said doing anything. You said. I said, what happened? What happened? She said, BB, 
Oh my God. She said, I stopped and I turned around and I put my hand down and said, hi, Mariah. I'm Whitney. She said, and Mariah turned her head like she didn't hear nothing and just turned her head. <laughs> and Whitney said, and the jersey inside of me. Yes, jersey. I'm sitting over here going, bitch. Okay. She said, the <laughs> excuse me. She said, the jersey to. inside of me said, grab her hair. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Shade I said, what did you do? do? And she said, Indeed. I said, no, no, no. Say no low rebuke you. When they go low. Oh, more. Oh. Whitney. Oh, no Hot wonder she was pushing you. Hilarious. She had it in her. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. She said, <laughs> thank you for Hot that story. Hilarious. I miss her every day. I miss her. Me too. So as fun and exciting and funny and monumental as so many of our interview moments are, I don't know about you, Corey Murray, but there was one in particular last year. I think I know the one you're talking about. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) True that. He took us to church in that hotel lobby. Bishop Jakes? T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. I had chills. We cried. We cried. I was crying. I was damn near trembling i felt like he read into my whole life girl bared us took all just everything and i think we asked him maybe one question and he's just just, like (sighs) when he started saying we let our pain your pain was supposed to be your transportation not your destination girl i don't even know what happened after that i you just received it as they love to say in in my mind received it i was just like you know as soon as that episode aired I my husband it came out. I was like, babe. He was like, well, I was like, turn off everything. Yep. You gonna listen, listen to this entire listen. episode? I need to go back because I find myself listening to parts of it. I mean, remembering parts of it. Mm-hmm. And the other day, actually, um, it was actually something coupled with what I read in your New York Times piece, mm-hmm. um, and what uh, Bishop Jake said to me that day. And I had to remember, like, oh right, this came up again. This came up, and I haven't learned a lesson yet. Oh, it's got to really, when it sits with you, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. hard to learn, though. Mm-hmm. And when you guys hear the clip, you'll know what we mean. But the idea of, like, the process pain is supposed to have. And then as black women in particular. Yeah. And particularly how we just absorb it. Mm-hmm. And then bounce back what he said. And you just say, hi, welcome to Penny. Nope. You just go to work like, I just went through hell, but I'm good. And how are you? That can't be our lives. No, it cannot Ooh. be. It was a read. Ooh. But here we got, you don't have to listen to the whole episode, but just the nugget. We always talk about the nugget. Honestly, this is one of the most motivational moments I think we've had for Yes Girl for all of, we had all of 2019. I agree. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Do you feel as accomplished as you are? And I know that sounds like a strange question, but a lot of people who have done (laughs) as much as you have are as humble as you are. And I wonder, do you ever just stop to take it all in because you've accomplished so much and changed so many lives? This is gonna, my answer is gonna sound really strange. I didn't really think about it until I turned 60. Really? Hmm. Why is that? When I turned 60, I looked back at it and I thought, wow, 
you have been moving. But when you're doing it, success doesn't feel successful mm. because success comes with stress and success comes with the responsibility and problems that people don't see and management issues. And sometimes you made it, but you barely made it <laughs> and you were under budget and it took you a year to recover. And so it's only in retrospect mm -hmm. that you look back over your life. And I think 60 did it because I knew I wouldn't have another 60 years. I wanted to be sure that I didn't waste the first 60. Mm. You see, you don't, you don't get to do it over. Right. So yeah. time is important. And the most gratifying thing about my life, I have regrets. I have things I wish I would have done differently. But for the most part, for what God gave me to work with, I played it to the fullest. I live life to the fullest. And I'm grateful for that. And that's why I'm not miserable as I get older. A lot of misery comes from a wasted opportunities and wasted life. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Ooh, that, I'm just taking all that, that in. Can we take that in for a minute? Yeah, yeah. Let me take, oh my Misery comes from wasted opportunity. And that's why, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that's why you brought us Crushing, right, your right. latest book, because you're teaching us, or talking to us, rather, about pushing through the pain yes. and the suffering. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and, and the funny thing, there are different iterations of pain because there's an obvious pain. Some of them I talk about in the book. My daughter got pregnant at a very early age. And mm -hmm. as a parent, you know, you blame yourself. And it was traumatic at the moment. My mother had Alzheimer's, died in my arms. That mm -hmm. was obvious pain. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother-in-law died when it went into the hospital with Gilius Barre. And two weeks later, she was dead. That was obvious pain. But there's also secret pain broken heart, mm. emptiness, loneliness, alienation, mm -hmm. disappointment, those kinds of things come into your life and nobody comes to comfort you. No yeah. flowers come, no, no ambulance comes. Mm -hmm. These are the things you bear up under your breath and, and go to work and say, good morning, welcome to JCPenney's and you keep on smiling. Mm -hmm. But beneath it all, you are really crushed by an, an invisible pressure. So I deal with both of them in the book. You know, the crushing of raising a child that doesn't like you. Mm. You see, yeah. that, as a mother, that, that, that is a terrible thing. As a father, that's a terrible thing. Yeah. And you, you feel like, you know, how come my family at Thanksgiving doesn't act like the family's on TV? Why did we end up breaking the turkey and okay. throwing the cake at <laughs> each other? You know, you know, drama, <laughs> drama. Yes. Anytime life hands you something that's unexpected, it creates pressure and stress and pain. And sometimes... The, the way we process it. I found out when I was doing this book, I was doing this research on the book and I didn't know this, that the same neurological system that transmits signals to your brain when you are physically injured, like if I stab your leg, mm -hmm. it's the same neurological system that processes if I break your heart. Oh. Mm. So your brain can't tell whether you're bleeding or hurting, it's just pain. It locks up the same way. Your blood pressure goes up the same way. It responds with tension. It's trauma the same way. And so we as a people, as a people, mm -hmm. in general have been traumatized. And then specifically and individually have even, even more traumatized. And when you have that kind of trauma in your life, you are crushed. But I wrote the book to say crushing is not the end. That you can come out of crushing like a grape turns into wine. It's a process. Yeah, it's a process. And crushing is a process. Don't get stuck in the process. But that can be, you know, you know, we've constantly heard that, you know, coming through life. Like, oh, you'll get through it. Like, you get through it. But you talk specifically about 
going through the transformation. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and keeping your faith through that? I mean, and I'm talking like real faith. You know, first of all, you have to have faith to survive it. When, you, when you're hit by something, whether it's somebody who broke your heart or broke your leg, you have to survive it, you know. Recovery hurts, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. You can be getting better and still be in pain. Mm-hmm. So you have to survive all of that with tenacity. But then the other thing that becomes important, you have to let it go. When it's over, let it be over. Mm-hmm. Don't keep reliving it, rehearsing it. The stories we tell ourselves do more damage to us than any lie anybody ever told on us. Mm-hmm. The things we say to ourselves, the self-destructive things, that self-deprecating things that we say to ourselves does more damage to us than anything else. You're never going to have anybody. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares about you. You got what you deserve. You had it coming. We're mean to ourselves. We are. Really, really mean to ourselves. Our own worst enemies. Yes. And so when you start talking about pressure, all of that is coming from the inside. And it is because, and check this out, this is really Mm -hmm. going to. I think it's powerful. The pressure and the crushing has become your permanent address. It was not supposed to be your destination. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be your transportation. Mm. But you have moved into it and it has become your normal. And anything that comes that brings you happiness and joy, you're an immigrant. You feel like you're in a strange place. I don't deserve this. You will self-sabotage it to get back to regret because you are familiar with that. That's what I want to break up in this book. Oh, my God. In mm-hmm. the book. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so, wait, I, was like, look, I, really, I literally wrote down when you, you, I mean, it's a subhead. Mm-hmm. And it says, displace for a dis- divine destination. Mm-hmm. Mm. Displace for a divine destination means that. When you get into a divine destination, you have to be willing to give up where you were. Mm-hmm. Most people are not willing to give up where they were. It's not where you're trying to go that is the problem. It's what are you willing to leave behind to get there? If you're willing to be displaced, if you're willing to be uncomfortable, if you're willing to be nervous and scared and let it become a new normal over a period of time, you can break through from anything. You can recreate yourself over and over again. It is pressure that turns into power. Yeah. So the most powerful people I have ever met in my life are also the people who have been the most pressured who have been the most abused, who have been assaulted, who have been raped, who have been violated, who have gone through depression, who have lost their job and lost their house. You know why? You come back with a vengeance. You come back with an attack mode on because you don't want that to ever happen to you again. So what was meant for evil turns out for your good becomes it, because it becomes the catalyst through which you propel yourself into the next dimension. See, I knew we were going to go to church today, but I didn't know I was going to be on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, three years, Charlie Penn. It's been three years. I mean, years. we could have had like tons and tons of other clips, but... We got to do something extra funny for our 30th anniversary. 30th anniversary, which is March. Yes. All right, we're going to put something to work. We're going to put something to work. Three years. Three years. Your whole podcast recording, right? Your whole podcast with Charlie Penn? I received that. I received it too. And we could not have even laughed so hard if we didn't feel so loved and uplifted and supported by you guys. Thank you so much. It's so funny because I know we both had fan experiences on the street, but then I also kind of like with my family, like I'm in a group WhatsApp with a bunch of Haitians and they're like, Corey, I just heard you. Yeah, how was Michael B. Jordan? I'm like, how does she know? But I'm like, oh shit, she listens to the podcast. But she's a cousin. 
So, yeah. I'll give you one. Mm-hmm. So, I am overdue for a big shout out. My sorority, my Ooh. fabulous certified Beta Sorority Incorporated organization, mm-hmm. just celebrated its centennial. 100 years. What? What? And the best part is I have a lot of sorors out there that didn't know I was a Zeta. So, my fault, y'all. I didn't think I was but hiding I was it. You talk about it. Well, you don't talk like about it a not lot. Not on the show. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I am a proud member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Mm-hmm. C Phi for everybody out there. Happy 100 year Soros. It was a must. January 16th, 1920. Everything changed this. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. That's very huge. To all my blue and white family, Phi Beta Sigma, everybody out there. I'm a proud Zeta. Hit me up on Instagram. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, yes Girl, Girl, such as our conversations with Raphael Sadiq, Kelly Rowland, Regina King, and Fantasia. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Play. And while you're there, be sure to rate us and review us. See you next week. Bye.